song oh that's my boys the cash flows uh i actually reached out to them i randomly found their ep that was on pre-order so i hadn't even technically heard their music yet but i saw something about their itunes thing i was like these dudes just look dope and i found two songs uh one of which i'm gonna play at the end of this episode i don't know which one i'm gonna play yet but i was like man these dudes have an awesome vibe but i had already pre-ordered their album so I reached out to him as I'm listening to the first song, and I'm like, hey, you know, there's something about you guys' energy. I want to reach out and ask something crazy. Would you write me, like, a 15 to 16 second song that's just kind of an intro to to my podcast? And I'm not asking you to listen to my podcast, so I'll give you a general oversight. And these guys, and I said, I'll, I'll play your album, at least what I have. Uh, I think it... Their actual album releases on the 15th, so I have two songs. I said, I'll play a few of your songs at the end. I just think it would be really neat to collab together. And the guy wrote back, and he was super stoked to do it. And I'm so grateful to them for writing that. They definitely didn't have to. Um, but, yeah, the cash flows. Go check them out. I'll tag them. I'll tag them below. Thank you guys so much. So that's going to be the new official song for the podcast. Let's jump into it, man. We've had a crazy... I think crazy past couple weeks. Um, if I could pull my notes up, I would be able to jump right into what those are. How the heck are you? Today's Saturday. Uh, I know I'm doing it a little bit too early, but hey, uh, give me just a second. And there it is. So I saw a lot of things about like, don't talk to me about how my community has suffered. I'm seeing it from a lot, a lot of different people. I think the reason that it's mainly coming into my perspective now is now I'm seeing like middle class white dudes or really upper class white dudes talking about how bad we're suffering because people are saying things like there's white privilege and everybody that's out there sexually assaulting people are like successful white dudes. White dudes are feeling under attack. So now for some reason they're chanting anti everything all the accusations that come up against them which many of them have been founded to be true they're saying well where's the men's outrage where's all the stuff for that we get mistreated in and child support and now father's rights movements and and all this stuff and i'm i'm looking and i'm like okay it's down to white people who got themselves in trouble and are complaining about it now they even have their own small group of outrage like harvey weinstein caused other people to come out and go well i never did anything so why should you be allowed to talk about hashtag me too it's like guess what jackass wasn't talking about you if you're not being brought up in the conversation don't have it and you're looking is every group down to what is historically known as the majority, the middle to upper class white man, is feeling oppressed. 
unless you have been someone, an Irish person in Boston or in New York when they first migrated here, if unless you're that white person, not oppressed. You just made bad decisions. Unless you were alive back in the 60s in that era when racism was really a thing, not to mention even before that when slavery was a thing, but if you weren't around when like it was actually scary for you to walk out the door as whatever ethnicity you were, you're not really oppressed now. Not saying that I'm not acknowledging that that didn't happen in the past, but you can make anything out of your future that you want it to be here in the United States. So as a whole, as long as you're now alive today that didn't live back then, you're not really oppressed. You're just kind of argumentative with each other. There's, I don't, so there's been a black male who's been the president of this country. So I would say the majority of the country not racist. The majority of the people don't care about skin color. So, and I think that's now more prevalent than ever if the powerful white dudes can stand up and go, I'm being oppressed. I think things are going okay. I think that people just like to put labels and stickers and complaints on shit and call it oppression. It's a minor inconvenience. It's a first world problem. You know, we have the luxury in this company or in the company in this country that we can have a debate about should a Christian owned bakery have to bake a cake for a gay couple's wedding? Should they have to do that? We get to even have that conversation. And then the the homosexual couple says we've been oppressed because of our life choice and then as the store owner gets attacked he goes i'm being oppressed for my religion when over in zimbabwe one who gets a cake for their birthday or their wedding but if you're gay in a place like i don't know nazi germany you get killed so These minor groups that are just bitching about how inconvenient their lives are because this person doesn't accept my lifestyle and this person doesn't understand the history of my family and this person doesn't care that I'm rich and powerful because I've earned it. Minor inconveniences, not oppression. See what I'm saying? I I could come off as a total dickhead right now, but... I think that the world is going okay. I think there's every race, religion, um, sexual orientation is being represented in a very powerful light right now in America. And they, I don't think that one group is really, I'm telling you what, man, old politicians are having themselves a fucking time right now. These old politicians are dropping like knees on a college football field. Like, I've never seen our government in so much trouble for all the corruption and all the lies and all the crap that is going on within the Senate and the House of Representatives and even down to the mayor level. 
all this power that these people have had, that they've, they've been able to hide their dirty little secrets behind closed doors, is all melting everywhere around them. To the point where they've done so much wrong that they can go, I'm being oppressed because I'm a white, Christian, middle-aged, powerful male. I'm being oppressed because I'm successful. Being oppressed because you were a dickhead. And these people have it, you know, and then they're having it in their head that, well, now I've got to rival that. That guy's not being oppressed. I'm oppressed. It's like, you're fine. Everybody's fine. Don't be a bad person. Work hard for the things that you want. Find success in today's day and age. I'm accepting the fact that was not the case back in the 60s and 20s and that's not always been the case. But right now, if you're calling yourself a part of an oppressed group, it's because you enjoy playing the victim card, which is why you'll never be successful. Not because of the color of your skin or the God you pray to or the person that you choose to go to sleep with every night. It's because you wake up with a chip on your shoulder that you need to prove that you're like everybody else by doing something that most everybody else is not going to do. I.e., I've got people that I love with my entire heart um, that are gay and lesbian couples. But... If you want to be treated like everyone else, maybe like what's happening here at, um, in my local library, there's a drag queen that's going to go to the public um, library and read books in the public library, dressed in drag. Okay, that's your right to do that. And I accept that if you are just trying to integrate into the community and show that you're being... Uh, helpful and you're a productive part of the community, I accept that and I condone you for the effort. However, you've got to acknowledge, you, you at least need to accept, that's a very, 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 very new concept. In the realm of being in a place like a public library, 90% of people don't use public libraries now today, but that was a big thing Back in like when I was coming up during the summertime, we went to the public library and did like summer book challenges and stuff. Now, I never really did them, but I always went. Um, And there was like puppets there that you could play with. Like that's where you hung out in the summertime as long as your parental figures slash babysitters had a good rain on you. Until you were about 12 and 13 and could start doing other things, being outside on your own. Um So I think a lot of people like me, because when I first thought that, I was like, oh, you know, I don't know how I feel. And this is just me being honest. I don't know how I feel about my daughter seeing that. And then I have to explain it to him. I got very uncomfortable. But then I remembered, one, the chances of my daughter ever going into a library that's not attached to her school, very low, very, very low. But at the same time, why not? What's it going to hurt to have a conversation that explains to my daughter that some people um, live a different lifestyle than we do and where I don't understand it, I don't, I don't get it because that's not me and that's not my life, but I don't, this person should not have to shadow who they are. This person should not be able to walk out in public and be accepted as a general helping of the community like everybody else. I agree with that wholehearted. 
I looked and I, I only got uncomfortable because it was it was foreign to me a little bit. It was just a little uncomfortable for half a second, so therefore I shut it down immediately as a possibility. And I felt bad about that. And I think that we, we do that as people. The second something becomes a little bit uncomfortable, we shut it down completely. We'll then analyze and go, okay, uh, you know, he's just a guy trying to live his life. And yeah, he's not fucking, he's not hurting me. Uh, you know, he's not doing anything. So now you've already shut it down completely and you're analyzing. All the while, now this person has got their feelings hurt. They're emotional about the situation. They're blowing, you know, it gets blown up. Instead, now you go, okay, I don't really mind. You know, you can come, you can come and you can read at our library. Um, but now there's already been hate created and stuff like that. It's just not, it's not good. It's, it's not good. Um, I think we all need to stop playing so much victim. We all, I'm saying the complete obvious here. We all need to stop being so quick to be so daggone mad at everything and enjoy how good we really do have it here. Um, you can, you can create a, a parade or a group of people. You can rent out a space to say how amazing your group of people is. And you guys can all rally together because, um, because you have that right to meet and show your expression of gratitude towards whatever your cause is. Most people call it church. Other people call it a pride festival. Other people call it uh, a German festival, other people call it whatever, jazz fest, you know, you whatever group you're a part of, you're allowed to meet up with other like minded individuals in that area and express your feelings towards the values that you're talking about. Try that shit in North Korea. See what I'm saying? Things may be inconvenient here. But if they did Pride Week, down the streets of North Korea? Try it and let me know how that goes. Not going to go well. So if you think that you're being oppressed here, not so bad over there. That doesn't mean we don't still have work to do. I'm not saying that. We definitely have work to do. It's not that bad. So I'm going to get off that high horse for a second. Um, I think that we're all actually at a place of we are all the same. Let's live our lives I just don't want, you know, not that, <laughs> it's not that people don't want my plate touching your plate. It's more that I'm the kind of person that I just don't want my food to touch. My plate can touch your plate, dude. I'll live next door to you and I have no problem with that. Much love. Welcome to the neighborhood. But your ways of life, I don't really want that gravy mixing in with my green beans that I'm trying to do over here. Does that make sense? There's a comfort level there. It's a realism. Dude, much respect. You do you. But keep that shit over there. Like, and that's in the worst case scenarios. You know, that's in the worst case scenarios where you're thinking of things like uh, pro-life versus pro-choice. Like, that's those big topics. Just how somebody chooses to generally live their life. Like, if you live at your address and it really really bothers you that a homosexual couple lives next door to you you have real problems if you live at your address and are really really upset that your neighbor doesn't have the same skin complexion as you do you have a mental problem because we're all the same people 
we all want the same things to love and to be successful in whatever areas we're passionate about and in general be left the fuck alone and let us to do what it is that we want to do all we're asking is you don't try to bring your shit on my plate i don't like cranberries you keep it you enjoy that you love those you eat them don't want to eat them see what i'm saying can I use a Thanksgiving example to, 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 to express how we're not doing that bad here in the United States? I'll sit at the table with you. Got no problem with it. You can even put your plate touching my plate. Just don't let your cranberries fall into my, my green beans. Why? Because that's a weird mixture. They don't, they don't go together. I don't mind being at the same table as them, but we don't have to. We don't all have to take in the same juices. It's gross. Now watch. The only click that people are going to save is Cam Williamson says that, you know, whatever. Homosexuals and straight people living together is just gross. That'll be, that will be the clip that gets taken from this. Work-life balance. It's a big thing. Um, I'm going to take a break here. I'm drinking on some bubbly. Um, when I say that, it's mu- bubbly sparkling water. They're, they don't sponsor this show, but their mango ones are delicious. And yes, I do have a Guayaki yerba mate sitting there on deck for when the for when the old bubbly gets dry. Work life balance. It's tough. It's tough, especially when you get to a place where. Your 9 to 5 isn't the majority of your time. Um, the majority of your, which again, you are dedicating 8 to 9 hours a day to your 9 to 5. But that you actually spend more time on your side hustle, which you know is where your passion is and where your where your ultimate destiny, destiny really lives. It's a lot of time that is sacrificed from your family. Um, through this whole process of chasing, being able to reach out to the masses of people and just input my perspective into your mind for you to at least analyze it, my family has suffered. Um, I've invested money into equipment that helps the message get shared that could have absolutely 1000% gone to something with my family. That's where I think people could see it as how I fall short as a father. I've spent a lot of hours that I can never get back recording podcasts telling my story when I could have been in talking to my wife. That's Those are real things. The, the reason I do it, I don't do it because I'm so self-centered that I think that I need to talk into this microphone to reach into your life, to mean something to your life, so that way I become big enough that I can sell out arenas and change your lives. It's not why I do it. I do it. Because I know that the story I'm telling for some reason is always said in the back of my head, people need to hear this. People need to hear what you're saying. Um, I don't know why. I, so I, I just follow what my heart tells me to do, which is to speak my mind into the microphone and put it out. By doing that, I believe that I will reach a level that takes care of my family and my family never has to work for a thing if they don't want to and they they can fully grow up and develop into whatever it is that they choose to be 
but they will do it with kindness, they will do it with love, and they will do it with compassion for everybody else. I feel like that's the start to changing the world. So therefore, when I know that I'm in here and I'm missing this current hour with my wife or you know my daughters or whatever, it's because there's a bigger picture in the sense of once this mic turns off and the the studio lights are turned off and the candles are blown out when i go back out there i am their dad i am their husband that's who i am i'm not cam the advice giver i'm not i'm not the the guy that talks into a microphone i'm your dad i'm your husband and you get that from me not all the time i'm not perfect about it sometimes i'm on my phone and i'm doing stuff but i'm way more tuned in to what's going on when I've had that time to do this. When my soul has been fulfilled for at least that day of I feel like I've done enough to push myself forward in life with my career that I know will take care of my family, as long as I feel like I've gotten to contribute to that a little bit in my day, I feel like I can be now the best parent I can be because I'm not locked into thinking about, okay, what can I do for the next podcast? And I can say it like this and I can talk, I can try to get this music and I'm not worried about any of that shit because you let me go away and you let me handle that for a second. You know, I know that you guys, you guys were out there and you guys were watching a movie and, and my daughter laughed. It was so cute and I missed it because I was in here. I know that. And, and I sometimes it's heartbreaking that, that I know I'm going to miss it. But it's because I, I want you to be able to grow up and I want you to be able to continue to laugh like that. I want you to grow up and I want you to never have to hurt the way that I hurt. And I want you to be able to go to the best school that's not just going to teach you that algebra is the only thing that's going to get you to college and then get you that law degree. But that if, if the flowers on the ground make you happiest... Be a, be a fucking nursery person and, and grow flowers and be connected with the, uh, the earth and, and try to help um, stop the pollution and the plastic in the ocean. If that's what fills your soul, then I want you to be able to do that. And I feel like I can't do that unless I somehow set myself apart in this industry. Entertainment and bringing people value to give themselves a different way to think about life, I've got to sacrifice that hour for that. I love you more than anything you'll ever know in this life. But that's why I've got to be away. And that's why I hope when it comes time to, you know, when I can tour around places and I can speak at events and I can speak at colleges and stuff, that I'll be able to take my family with me so they can experience it all with me. But that's going to be really hard because I have family um, that lives four and a half hours away. And that's a part of my family. The ride will never be the same. Yes, it's my life will be fantastic when Nicole and Olivia and myself are traveling the country, changing people's lives. And, and really, Nicole can work if she wants, but she doesn't have to if she doesn't want. And Olivia will be able to fully develop on a Montessori-type schooling system and she'll develop into the person she's truly meant to be. But we got to travel a lot. And we're not home a whole lot. So maybe our kid can't go to a public school. But we'll always make sure we have some kind of foundation that they can always call home and where their friends live and stuff like that. That's the kind of dream I'm chasing. 
That's the dream I'm chasing. People can save their their Camaros and their Lambos and their mansions and all that stuff. Not to say that I don't want a nice house and that I don't want to be able to drive a nice car. But that's not what it's about. It's really about my kids being able to do what I wasn't able to do, which is accept themselves at a young age, start working on whatever craft that is, do it with kindness and love and no hate in your heart, and then become the best at that because you've dedicated your whole life to it. And now when you reach that level of that platform, a lot like I'm trying to reach for mine, people, someone, will be able to say that their life was made better because you were here. That's ultimately what your name means when you're gone. What did you leave when you left? Did you leave people that were trying to actively continue to ch- make people continuous to chase their dream and, and become their ultimate most fulfilled self? Or did you buy a lot of fancy shit and die lonely? That's the choice you get to make. Or did you even get that opportunity? Did you cut yourself so short you died at 65 from lung cancer while you worked at the bus station selling tokens? There's all levels to it. You've just got to be willing to chase the dream and realize that if you start doing things that would entitle you to be in front of an audience, if that's so what you want, If you start learning to play the guitar and then starting to record it and then starting to play the guitar, record it, and publish it on the internet, you're getting closer to filling arenas and sharing your music with the world than you would be if you just only sang in the shower. And that was the only thing, that was the only time you lived in that headspace. You've just, there's an ebb and flow to it. It's a lot like what I was talking about in the last episode, which has gotten a ton of great feedback. Thank you guys. Where I talked about giving yourself 30 minutes for yourself. That's what that does. That feeds that part of your soul. It makes you feel like your life still has meaning because you're still chasing those wild and crazy dreams that you believed were possible when you were 12. The only reason you stopped pursuing them is you stopped believing that they were possible. And now, when you get a glimpse of that, people tell you to get back in your place. Get back in line. You, you, dude, you got to make $10 an hour to, so that you can pay your bills. Dude, you can't afford right now to be fucking around recording no podcast. See what I'm saying? Like, as long as you believe the box that people put you in, you're always going to live in it. The day you believe that that box doesn't even exist, you get to live out here where everything's possible and there's no reason that you can't do shit besides you choose not to. And that's as simple as I can break it down. I mean, we give ourselves too many excuses and outs and that's not possible because of this, because I'm this color or I live this way or um, because I didn't grow up like this. And it's all horseshit. You can do literally whatever you want because you live in the greatest country that there is. We may be financially screwed and all of our politicians may be completely corrupted and we may still have assholes out there that are just not like the rest of us. But we can be whatever we want and we can do it together. Where 
we don't, no one can tell you how to live your life. No one can tell you what God to pray to. No one can tell you what you're allowed to do. The only time that that shit happens when people try to do that, the power, the government gets too powerful, people divide, which is insane because that's not where it came from. I'm rambling now a little bit, but things aren't that bad. Things aren't that bad. It, it's everybody needs to turn their cameras off and turn their eyes on. If you can turn your camera off and stop looking for shit to be recordable all the time and you see life for what it is, life is beautiful. Life can be dull at times, especially when you're in the grind mode of trying to make your life's happen. Life happens. It's not always glamorous. You don't always have something to record. But that doesn't mean that you need to jump to the first emotional attachment you have to something. You've got bigger goals than that. What the hell are you doing watching Fox News for three hours a day? You've got an impact you can be making. That's my point. That is my point. And my mouth is drier than hell. When you guys... A lot of you guys um, responded and said you were grabbing stuff from CBD Hemp Direct. Well, like I said... It looks, smells, burns just like marijuana. It just doesn't get you high. But man, it can still give you some cotton mouth. Um, it's good stuff. Very, very relaxing. If you change your life, your potential fades. Um, yeah, it kind of comes from a conversation. I don't know. We're already 30 minutes in. I could save that one. Um, if you change your life, your potential fades. Yeah, that one's... My dad and I were talking... And I had asked him, you know, from the outside looking in, you and I never had a great relationship when I was a kid. Um, it was highly scrutinized by many. It was um, it was interpreted and dissected by many, scrutinized by all. Uh, and I said, but now, you know, you've financially reached every goal you've wanted to reach and you've become very successful in business. And you and I have a great relationship. You do have two um, daughters who who aren't your biggest fans um, but would you do it all again and if you did would you do it the same way and he said yes um, after a little coaxing from me he said that he you know his answer was he wishes he would have invested more in family than he did in business but he didn't really have that option Due to having to pay a lot of child support and having to make so much money just to be able to even live basic, um, you know, basic tier, but to be something exceptional that his kids would respect, he had to be a lot more than just the basic paying my child support, just getting by. And he had to do that because he had to be an example for me. And little did he know I was going to come up and do the exact same thing as him and put myself in the same situation so he can go, hey, I've done this. Here's how you fix it. So he said, no, I wouldn't change it because if I had changed any of it, if you went through it now at the age of 26 like you are, I would be leaving you high and dry when it's the most important when you're mature enough to actually make the decisions that can change your life going forward. So yes, I may have had to miss out on a few things that have put you in situations that were uncomfortable, but you've learned through them and you've you've learned life, life lessons. And now you're standing here in front of me and I can actually still help you. 
yes, I would say that's worth it. And I agreed. Um, I agreed. Everything that I've done in my life, including the things I'm not proud of, they all, I would not be able to fulfill what I feel my destiny is, which is help people in any state stage of life. I would not have been able to do that had I not had the hurt from that relationship being broken and doing all those things. So it's like the butterfly effect. If you go back and start changing things, you actually lose parts of who you are. Every situation, every opportunity you've taken or passed on or everything that's ever happened to you has made you exactly who you are today and nobody ever has ever existed that is that person. Unless you get in the mindset of like the fact that there's infinity realms and that there are beliefs out there that there is another Cameron Williamson who has done the same things I've done and is doing the same things I'm doing now because there are that many different universes. I, I'm not getting into all that. Um, but there's nobody on the planet Earth that's ever been you because not everyone has passed on opportunities or taken opportunities or made mistakes and learned lessons. Nobody has done it the way you've done it. Nobody. Even if you have a twin that's been by your side your whole life, you've perceived something differently than they have. So therefore, if you go back and try to start changing shit from your past, you're missing out on who you truly are and who you truly can become. So leave it there and live for now and change the things you can change now. With that, Guayaki Yerba Mates. Guys, go check them out. Kroger's. Um, we got CBD Hemp Direct. Go online if you want some raw CBD flower. Code for them is CAM5. I highly recommend the Berry Exotic. You can get 30 grams for 80 bucks, and I think it drops it off like 7 or 8 bucks when you use the code CAM5. Um, so that's that's super helpful. Seabag Locker, Seaside Coffee. Code R2R. If you haven't got that sinful delight roast yet, you need to get that all up in ya. We finalized the orders for the shirts today. So the Road to Redemption shirts, I ordered 35, expecting to sell 30. So got the shirts ordered. Um, they'll be available for pre-sale here any day now. They'll be actually available. Um, they'll be on pre-sale. You can pre-sale buy them here, I'd say, within the week. You should be able to do that. And if there's any left by the pre-sale date, we'll we'll just keep selling what we've got. If it does well enough, we'll do another run. So that we'll let the crowd decide that one. I'm not I'm not pushing them super hard. I'm just telling you, they're available or they will be here very very soon. You guys will know through the the Instagram page at Cam Williamson Official, and it's through Ambition, uh, who's one of the other sponsors. Ambition is making the shirt. It, so when you get it. It'll have the Road to Redemption um, design on the front, but it'll have an Ambition tag. So if you guys want to further look into Ambition and who's been an amazing friend to me and he's helped me out so much in, in my journey as I'm growing and you want to support Tyler, uh, go check out at Ambition Threads Co. and you can use code CAM5 for them. With that, I'm going to pass it back to my boys, the Cash Flows. Um, those dudes are killing it. Let me know what you think of the new intro. I dig it. Like I said, it's it's going to be the new intro to the show now. I'm going to let you guys right out of here with the cash flows.
Guns in the beat